Welcome to Inside the CIF with Sonny Clark, your internet radio home for all things champions indoor football. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as well as the director of operations of the CIF, as he brings you the news and notes, as well as player interviews, coaches, and owners of the CIF. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Ah, week number one of Champions Indoor Football and our week number one edition of Inside the CIF with me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we get set for center stage Saturday night as the Omaha Beef go on the road and that big rivalry game against the Sioux City Bandits only just an hour and a half down the road. So a quick road trip for the Omaha Beef starting off in week number one. Sioux City getting set to take on Corey Ross and the Omaha Beef. Interestingly enough, also in Champions Indoor Football this weekend, lots of preseason games going on as there's only one that counts this weekend as far as the standings are concerned in Champions Indoor Football. The Texas Revolution with their new field tonight at the Allen Event Center get ready to take on the Texas Stealth. Also in action, in preseason action, are the Amarillo Venom as they're taking on the Lex FA Arena Football Mexico All-Stars in the 2017 International Indoor Championship. That's actually presented by Marble Depot and the Amarillo Civic Center. Uh, the tickets are 10 bucks for that game. So that game uh, is going to be very interesting as far as that is concerned. That game is tomorrow, February 25th. Also tomorrow, the Duke City Gladiators take on the first responders with one of the owners of the Duke City Gladiators playing quarterback for the first responders. Matt Kayward uh, is going to be the starting quarterback for that team. I hope he is okay. I, I, according to Coach Belmonte, they're going to put a hurting on Matt Kayward. I don't know. I've seen Matt Kayward. I know Matt Kayward. This guy can take a hit. So, uh, Sounding like Coach is going to be going after him. Heck, I don't know. So that being the case, that should be an interesting game as they're expecting a big crowd over there uh, for the first responders. All the proceeds go to the first or, or portion or something like that. Uh, portion of the ticket sales go towards those uh, those uh, charities over there. So uh, interesting game. But only one counts. It is the game of the week, the game that... A tickle under, underneath the W and one under the L for uh, each team. Whoever gets it, that's going to be interesting. And I've been looking forward to this one as this is that rivalry game. When, when you talk sports, you know, one of the biggest things about sports people talk about is rivalries. And it doesn't get any bigger in reality, in Champions Indoor Football, these are, these two teams have been going at it for years. They're going to go at it to, uh, this year as well, I think three times in the schedule as well. So these two teams know each other. These three teams know what it takes in order.
order to win. These three teams are used to each other. However, different squads, different uh, you know uh, personnel out on the football field for both teams. So it should be a real interesting game. I'll be watching that one. That one's going to be an exciting game uh, out on the football field. So that's the one that counts as we kick off the 2017 Champions Indoor Football League season. And this one's going to be a good one. As if you remember correctly, back in year number one, the Texas Revolution went north to take on the Sioux City Bandits. And the Bandits won the championship in year number one. And last year, the Wichita Force hosted the Amarillo Venom. And the Wichita Force ended up with the championship. And they are your current and reigning league champions. So, everybody's going to be trying to knock that team off. But with the... New league, you know, comes changes. There's three teams that are new. One that's not really new, but it is kind of new, just a different location. Randy Sanders moves his team over into the Waco area and brings on the Syntex Calvary. Uh, so that is a team. Will they make a fight for trying to make it into the playoffs? Up north, the Bismarck Bucks, they joined this league. They're looking to make some noise in this league. Will they be able to get the job done up north? And then, in between them, the Kansas City Phantoms, they joined this league. And if you look at them on paper, you go, wow. On paper, they look pretty darn good. But we all know about paper. Paper doesn't mean anything until everybody steps out on the turf, gets between the lines, gets between the dasher boards. So it'll be all about coaching for those uh, first teams, all about personnel and how quickly some, you know, those new teams can pick up this game. But the... Old standing ones right there with the beef and the bandage. You can't start off the season with much better than that. That is a game. That is a game where you go, watch out. This week and get an idea of what we can expect in this season. And I expect great things within this season. I expect a lot of things to happen out on the football field to make 2008 17 better than 2015 and 2016 just because the improvements of the league the improvements of the team and the standards that are being set within champions indoor football to have the league be one of the premier indoor football leagues across this country so that being said it it is what it is it is champions indoor football we might as well get started and bring in our first guest here on the couch potato sports show bringing you inside the cif with me sonny clark let's bring on the head coach of the omaha beef it's corey ross Welcome back to Inside the CIF with Sonny Clark talking about a guy that, you know, is ready and primed to make some moves. He is the head coach of the Omaha Beef. It is Corey Ross. How you doing, Corey? Good, good. How you doing, man? Appreciate you having me. Good. 
Thanks for coming on. And as we are getting said, it's week number one of the 2017 season. I don't know about you, but the excitement level that has been happening within this league for the last now, this being the third year, it, it just keeps getting more and more each year. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at what's going on around you know, the country with indoor football and things like that, and you see us uh, adding another two teams to our league that's strong in this. This entire league and got two divisions and, uh, and it's going to be a great, great year, I think, for CIA. Taking a look at the 2017 season, you're a new look team now. Uh, last year you had jo uh, Joshua Floyd and a couple other quarterbacks. Uh, let's take a look at your team. What can we exposition from your football team? Or have have you made that final decision yet? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll finalize our rosters and our starters here on Thursday. Our next practice is tomorrow night. Uh, but you have uh, Anthony Iannotti played uh, for the uh, Chicago Eagles franchise last year. Uh, very, very good quarterback, very tall in the huddle, stands tall. Uh, definitely can throw the football down the field, but he has the ability to run, which uh, we, which we find we actually love over here in Omaha. And then you have uh, Chuck Wright. Chuck Wright played this game for a while. He's a true veteran, the type of veteran you oh, yeah. have to have on this team, you know, and in and, and, and indoor. Uh, really knows the game. He's like a player coach out there, and, and, and he definitely has the ability to throw the ball down the field. And uh, he just has a grasp for the game that uh, has definitely been able to push uh, both quarterbacks when they would push each other, so we definitely will find out this Thursday. So taking a look at some of your other players, as I looked at this team, obviously I get the rosters and I get to look at it. Um, some returning cogs and some guys with some great talent. TJ, uh, DJ Cameron uh, making his way back into your lineup uh, is a big-time plus for you. You also had Phylon uh, uh, Pierce right now, a guy that everybody you know knows about. I mean, as far as the indoor league, you bring on some guys and bring on some new guys. How is the team gelling right? now with the new faces that are coming in with the guys that I mentioned? Oh, I mean, uh, we're, we're really, really gelling. I think it's, it's been a, a great advantage. Uh, obviously, we had an early preseason game uh, just due to the adjustments of our schedules and our league right. schedules. So we did even early. So we got our guys in here early. got to start on the 6th of February and really hit the ground rolling, understanding the playbook. Had some great leaders just really step up and, and really enjoy the process of even if we're not meeting, we have guys in, in their in their rooms uh, meet, calling meetings on themselves, and, and really taking charge of this offense and defense, and, and really allowing us to the, the jail factor to happen faster. And uh, it's been really, really good. And then those guys you mentioned uh, been 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 very, very helpful, uh, and they're very, very competitive. DJ and and Tyler Pierce, uh, uh, among as many other guys uh, that we signed. Uh, that are really, really contributing defensively and, and, and special teams-wise to this team. Now, the offseason creates a lot of time for thinking. A lot of guys, you know, I, I, do you have like a war room set up in the offseason? How do you figure out who you're going to even invite to camp, never mind obviously making the final uh, roster and making the final cut to start in week number one. What is the off-season preparation for Corey Ross as he moves in, uh, in the off-season? Well, for me, I actually enjoy, you know, being a part of Omaha Beef. I have an owner who, uh, who basically allows me to be a part of this process year-round and, and really just 
have full control over what I want to do player personnel-wise and things like that. And so, I mean, the offseason really doesn't stop for me. I have a, a player director, a player personnel guy that I deal with by name is Nigel Stevens, and he does a great job of introducing me to players, giving me, getting me as much film as I need on that player, not just in highlight film. We like to look at as much as possible before we, you know, direct our process and offering them a contract and, and getting ready for October when you can officially start out getting contracts out. Uh, so we do a really good job of, of that, right? I think uh, I probably take uh, June, just a little bit of that month off in July off, and we're, we're really back at it in August. And uh, and the process just, it, it, it's exciting. And, and, and it gets boring sometimes because you really wish February was here sooner when you're in August Absolutely. and September, you know, and, and you're seeing NFL football, things like that. And, and once that was over, I mean, we knew it was time for our season to start and, and try to get some more fans to really follow this this uh, Beef Nation, and, and that's what we've been doing, really good job at it. Uh, you guys have been there for a long time, obviously. The Omaha Beef is like one of the cornerstones of uh, indoor football. Let people know a little bit about your ownership and uh, who gives you the opportunity to do what you do week in, week out here in Champions Indoor Football. Oh, yeah, Rich Tokheim is, is his name. Uh, just, just a great person, really, really wants to – uh, get this team in the right direction. You know, Omaha has been around for a long, long time, and they've been through some changes in ownership. And now uh, Rich Delcott has had it for about four and a half, almost five years now. And so uh, just just been growing the, the, you know, the interest every year. And, uh, and, and last year we won uh, best fan base because we just – create, let the league in attendance, we get a lot of people in there, and that's oh, yeah. a testament to what we've done, you know, not only during, on the football field, but just also out, outside the football field, start attacking the fan base and getting Beef Nation, those rump roasters do a great job, uh, you guys know a little bit about the rump roasters, rump roasters are our are male, you know, dance team, uh, they do a good job in the community, and they also help out uh, during games and game op situations for us, they do a great job. And then our, obviously our dance team, the prime dancers, are just pretty, pretty big. We just had a TV show yesterday. We got on TV, and, and everyone just fell in love with those girls. Yeah, they're doing a great job. And, and we, like I said, we have everything. Uh, as a coach, I have everything that that I can have to get this team on board. And and now, uh, now it's just up to me and my coaches to put this team together and get us back on track. Well, you're on the road in week number one as you're taking on the Sioux City Bandits. You're the uh, lone game. You're the main focal point of week number one of Champions Indoor Football. Is there any pressure more so that you're on the road uh, going up against the uh, – let's just be honest. I mean, when you look at Cornerstones, you're looking at two of the franchises in indoor football that have you know probably the most years uh, throughout this game uh, with uh, Sioux City and you guys coming together. What's it like? I mean, is there a lot of pressure game number one where all the eyes are on you at least in week number one? I, I, don't, I don't think it's a lot of pressure. I, I think there will be a, some great moments in that game. Uh, Sioux City and I, Irvin, those guys, we've had some great, great battles, man, and, and they've won the majority whether they come down to the end or, or they or – they, uh, in my beginning years, uh, just blew us out. So there, there's some battles, and we, we, we got a couple good ones uh, at the end ourselves. So that, that game is just uh, it's going to be a testament. We're, both teams are going to make some kind of statement uh, and, and really want to make a statement. So uh, it just matters on who, who really makes that statement first and puts it out there. And, and uh, we're hoping to be that team. 
But uh, we always look forward to battling Sioux City. That rivalry's been there for a long time. I think we Absolutely. try to play each other three or four times a year just because it's such a rivalry. Our fans can drive down. Their fans can drive down. It's only an hour away, hour and 30 away, and we really just attack that game, and it's probably the funnest game of the year. Well, seeing, seeing how you're so close, you probably leave like real early in the morning, or do you get there the night early for that game? How does that work as far as travel plans for them all be taking on the Sioux City uh, Bandits here this week? Yeah, we, we, uh, when we play Sioux City, we, we like to leave the day of. We get, we get that extra day in practice and, and uh, an extra day just to really grind out some things that uh, we think will help us in that game. So uh, the last two years we've been leaving the day of, at least as far as, I, as far as I've been here, we've been leaving the day of, uh, really leaving about in the morning, like you said, uh, and, uh, stopping off somewhere and, uh, and, uh, and relaxing and, and getting ready for that football game. Now, when you get ready for a football game, obviously you had the uh, Omaha Outlaws in week number one as your preseason. Uh, how is that game? What are you looking for in that game? I, you know, obviously that game here is a pretty good situation where you can get a look at all your players and putting it together. Is it all about timing? Is that what week number one as far as the preseason game is all about you? What, how, what are you looking for in that game? Well, when I when I usually get a preseason game, you you, you really much get you pretty much get a couple practices in, and you kind of find out who are going to be those guys that you know you you already know that's going to make this team. You really find that out early on, uh, whether that's in one on ones, how they react to football pads and things like that. So you go into the game, a preseason game. You really go into the game and see how guys react to the lights. You know, lights are on. Let, let's see how the, when the when everything's flashing. Let's see how you react. Are you gonna are you gonna rise to, this, to the occasion and become better uh, and become even better, or are you gonna sink a little bit? So you kind of coach, you try to watch those signs and things like that, and also you you trying to find out those final pieces that gonna make this team whole, and that's what a preseason game is really about. Most of them are tough. We like to last two years we played a, an IFL team, the Nebraska Danger, and that really gave us a, a real answer to what we were gonna have. And, uh, not saying that you know the Omaha team that we played this past Saturday wasn't the caliber talent because we did put up a lot of points, but it was it was a process where it was hard trying to really figure out what we had because we did it was an easy game not not what we expected. Now finalizing this roster, you know you're right there pretty close right now. Actually, when when I looked at the roster, you're right there at the max twenty four uh, set for your team. Um, and you said you got some practices. What are you looking for in the last parts, last couple of practices before you make a determination on who's actually going to make week number one on the roster for the Omaha Beef? Well, really, it's just a system thing, and really, who has a true understanding for the offense and the defense? You know, you can put them together. You can have a short amount of period of practices you have before your games. Again, like we don't practice today, we practice tomorrow, and so you're trying to really weed out the guys that that are just hoping they can play on pure skill. The guys that actually have the skill and the mindset to be a part of this offense or defense, and that means it makes my job quarterback's job, a lot of guys' job easier if everyone knows it, that we're not telling guys what to do out there on the football field, things like that. And hopefully you weed that out in camp. But, uh, yeah, that's just the process, you know, and every week we, we want to grade guys out, and, and, and that way we determine who's going to be suiting the next week, you know. 
grade that game out. If, if it was a bad game, guy who didn't play may have that opportunity to to fill that spot the next game. You know, that's just how you got to work that. You got to work that twenty-two man roster, and it's it's, it's yep. tough because you know you got one guy who's just a kicker. So really, you're working twenty man roster with a twenty-four man roster. Is that, is that the hardest part of your job? I mean, I, I've talked to all the coaches, and it always seems to be the hardest part of the job letting them know that they're not going to be a part of the football team or be part of the active roster for that re- week. Is that the hardest part of your job? Yeah, I think for any coach, the hardest part is just making cuts because you, you get guys who, who you respect and you love and you really want to thank for coming out and, and being a part of, of your of your 35-man roster and and you know, coming out, driving out, and, and actually practicing and working to try to make your team. A lot of those guys do that. So when you go from 35 to 24, it's definitely a tough cut. And, you know, I like to I like to make sure I, I'm there for the cuts and, and any questions they can have, they can direct it towards me. You know, I don't like the process. Obviously, I played football for a while, and, and, I, and I went to the highest level, and I saw how some guys just got cut, didn't get to meet their coaches or talk to their position coaches. Some teams do it that way. Uh, being a pro- being a product of the NFL for the three years that I was there, I actually played with Brian Bullock, and he actually was very, you know, he wanted to be hands on with it. And you're starting to see some of the some of these coaches in the NFL when you watch Hard Knocks and stuff like that. They are hands on with it too, as far as cuts goes. And so, um, that's what I like to do. And so, yeah, that's the hardest part for me. I think the 24 to the 22 isn't really as as hard as, as getting down from 35 to 24. Definitely. Looking at you, uh, your schedule. Last question, and we'll get you on the way. What's the best part of your schedule? Is it your home? Uh, is it your home schedule? Is it the away schedule, or is it hard to really determine at the beginning of the season? Oh, it's very hard to determine. I think the best part of my schedule is that it's here. <laughs> you know, uh, we're excited. We're ready to play football, and we're sick of hitting each other. We got a little taste of hitting some other team uh, last weekend, but. Guys are really focused on wanting to, you know, hit the other team, uh, really get some games that count, stats that count, and, and right. really try to, you know, put this team back on the map, get into a playoff. We haven't, two years I've been here, we haven't gotten to a playoff yet. It was close last year. So we're, we're trying to we're trying to take get over that hump right now. So we're focused and excited about that. And so now, you know, all, all of it counts. You know, win-loss, all that stuff counts now. So we're excited about this weekend. Yeah, look at this football team. It's it's raring to go. You healthy? How's the team? Are you healthy going in? The or you got some nagging injuries to certain players that you would rather have? Well, I think I think camp. You you if you walk away with some nagging injuries, you actually had a pretty good camp. <laughs> you know, you and so as long as there's nothing that's going to keep you from playing, and and we'll be happy about that. So yeah, there's some nagging injuries, but these guys aren't going to miss this game to save their lives. That the guys that are a little banged up. But uh, the good part about it is lots and lots of treatment today, treatment tomorrow, and uh, we're ready to go and, and be as healthy as we can be going into going into Saturday. He's the head coach of a football team that does knows exactly how to fill a stadium. I'll tell you that right now. Last, what, three to four weeks, you're darn near sold out in the, that building as far as your home games were so concerned. Oh, yeah. So congratulations on that. And good luck to you coming uh, this week there on Saturday as you're on the road taking on the Sioux City Bandits, my friend. Thanks for the time.
Appreciate it. You bet. And folks, when we come back, we're going to go ahead and bring on the head coach of the team that they're facing this week. So the Sioux City Bandit head coach, this is going to be a good one. Hang around here for a second. We'll be back here on Inside the CIF. And welcome back into Inside the CIF. It is me, Sonny Clark, with your continuing coverage of Champions Indoor Football. Week number one puts the Omaha Beef taking on the Sioux City Bandits. That is going to be a good one as they take center stage in Champions Indoor Football for a game that actually counts. Some other games that we talked about earlier, the lots of preseason games going on on Saturday. Uh, make sure if you're in the area to check them out. Um, over on Eversport, just to let everybody know about Eversport, the game against the Beef and the Sioux City Bandits is a free game. All the first home games for each team will be free. So I just want to let people know about that. There will be a paywall. I do not know the specifics of that paywall. Um, I have not been over to the website, so I'll be honest. I don't necessarily know. But you can check it out over at eversport.tv, and you can go there, and they'll give you an idea of what you're looking at as far as uh, packages. There's going to be three different packages. You can uh, you can catch one game and pay a price. You can... Uh, Go for a whole month and get it for a whole price, and you can get for all the games all season long uh, for a uh, price as well. That's all going to be over on the paywall, so make sure you check that out. It's over at eversport.tv. When you're on that website, head up to Pro at the top part of the menu there. And then you click on Pro and go to CIF, and then you can see everything right there as far as Champions Indoor Football is concerned. So you can head on over to the website for Champions Indoor Football, www.gocif.net, and you can get updates on the, uh, the league itself. Also has all the links to all of the teams on there as well. You can also get over to the Facebook page as well. Now, remember, all your teams have their own individual Facebook page, but you get over to Champions Indoor Football, we put a combo of everything that's going on there so you can see everything. That having been said, it also posts over to the Twitter account. Check out the Twitter account as well. Um, it's, most of it's automatically updated from the Facebook, uh, so you can get the updates if you prefer the Twitter feed. It's basically the same thing that's happening over on the Facebook page as well. So you can get that over on Twitter. There's Some people prefer Facebook. I'm a Facebook guy. I'm not a Twitter guy, although I got the Twitter. I, I don't really even look at it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is part of the social media, so Twitter is a big one. So we got it automatically posting over there. You can check that out. Over on the website, though, you can find out a lot of things about the league because that's the important thing. Uh, you can see the teams. You can see all the news. The schedule also for the season is up over there. The rosters, a, uh, the transaction page. That's a big page as far as you know people who really 
get into the game and who's signed, who's not, and things of that sort. Let's talk a little bit about some of the signings that happened um, this week uh, for the Amarillo Venom. Jacob Felton uh, has signed for them. That's the kicker from last year. That guy, he, he's got some... He's got a leg out there. Um, so also Ray Krishak for the edge. Donald Moore signs with the Bismarck Bucks. Alex Carter signs as the quarterback for the West Michigan Ironmen. Matt Rain for the Bandits. Another one for the Bucks. Jonathan Bain, the quarterback over there. Jarvis Lofton and Kent McDonald for the Venom as well. Some more from the Ironmen, Dante Hurst, Isaac, I marked that, Brian Isaac, Matt Thornton, and Corey Johnson uh, for the Salina Liberty, David uh, Gainson, as, long, as well as James Cash. The Texas Revolution, they've had quite a few here. They put up six there. Jeffrey Willis, Neil Wilcox, Avil McLam. Jonathan Haggerty, who also played with the Patriots. Cody Berry, um, uh, signing for the Texas Revolution. Over uh, for the Dodge City Law, Lance Smith was another signee for over there. For the Beef, Antonio Bell and Chris Perry uh, signed up over there and got going for the uh, Beef. And then also some more signings for the law. Sean, let's see here, Sean Watson, Rashad Pargo, and Roger Stewart. So those are some of the signings over there for the law. And for the uh, Duke City Gladiators, Donovan Portier, as well as DeAndre Wright and Jason Serta. And a couple more bandits were signed a little bit earlier. Dominique Carson, everybody knows about that guy. And Anthony um, Anthony Irving, so he is signed. Ed Brown for the force, and those are just some of the signings that are happening. You can keep up with all the transactions on in Champions Indoor Football at the website. You just go up under transactions. You can also see the current roster for each one of your teams over on the website as well, as the rosters have frozen for the two teams that are in action on Saturday. That's when the roster is frozen. That's when it is correct for that week. So if you want to see the lineups for the Beef and the Sioux City Bandits, get on the website and go up underneath rosters and go ahead and click on the respective team that you're interested in looking at, whether it be this weekend's game or your team in your area, or if you're just curious, want to take a look at uh, all of them. So you can also find out about the uh, scores that are going on. There's a score stream on there as well, so we'll keep up with the scores of the game uh, for you there. So that's kind of what's going on on the website and checking out Facebook and trying to get it out there. So if you see something interesting over on the Facebook page, share it. We can use all the help that we can to get the word out about Champions Indoor Football and where everybody knows it's a, it's a great way to catch some football, seeing how supposedly football season is over, and a great place for uh, bringing the family. As it is a very affordable thing that you can take your kids to and your family to without breaking the bank. So it's one of those things. Now here's what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into our interview with the Sioux City Band Day head coach. Uh, this was fun. I love talking to him. It was hard to catch him because he was up and down in some valleys, but we got him anyway, the head coach of the
the Sioux City Bandits, Irv Strobing here on Inside the CIF with Sonny Clark. And welcome back into Inside the CIF with Sonny Clark. We are online with, we already spoke to the head coach of the Beef, Corey Ross, all set, ready to go. These two teams have the main focus this week. I got online, the head coach of the team, the Beef, are taking on the Sioux City Bandits. It's Irv Strobing. How you doing, Irv? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Sonny? Doing good. Hey, looking at this season, I mean, we're moving into the 2017 season. Three seasons in Champions Indoor Football. I think they have been crazy good. Not just good, but crazy good. Um, especially getting down to the last few weeks of the season to find out who may or may not make a playoff spot. Yeah, you know, uh, that's that's always one great thing with this uh, this league that I've, I've grown accustomed to is that uh, – it's always a dogfight to the finish, and boy, if you're a fan of indoor football, you you surely can't take a week off from going to these games because you never know what's going to change in the uh, the playoffs. You know, um, I, I remember two years ago when we won that championship, it, it took a, a a last second win against Dodge City to secure us the number one seed. It was either we're the number one seed or we were eliminated from the playoffs. So um, it's always good to be playing uh, playing meaningful football all the way to the end. Oh, I love that. And, and I guess it's you take a look at a season like that. And let's talk a little bit about the grind of the season. I mean, obviously a guy who works with the releases and the signings, there's lots of guys that come in and out. Uh, it, the grind of the season really takes a toll on indoor football. I would probably say more so than outdoor football, wouldn't you? Or is it about the same? Oh, no. I mean, uh, the way the – way... You know, unfortunately for us coaches and players, the way the league chooses to do the rosters, you know, we only get 24 players. Um, we suit 22 of those up. So that, that means basically you get a couple injuries. You're, you're out on the, the hunt uh, trying to find players. And I know the, the years that we've been eliminated from the playoffs early in contention, it's, it's, the, it's the, the, the times that we've had a lot of injuries. So, you know, it, it takes a lot of uh, the stars aligning to have a very successful season, you know, just because uh, indoor football is such a – such a hard-hitting, fast-paced game where, um, you know, injuries play such a big role, you know. Um, you look at last year's champion, Wichita, you got to give a credit to their organization and their staff. Uh, you know, they had they had a lot of injuries and were able to overcome that to, to, to win that thing. So, you know, I, that was pretty impressive to me. Now, how do you do that? I mean, you, like you said, the grind of the season, you know, it really affects the team. Yeah, I mean, do you always have an ongoing list of guys that you have your eye on throughout the season? Obviously, you can't really take your eye off the ball too much in case of an injury. You've got to know who's out there. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of a word, word of mouth. You know, we, we've got guys that have played in indoor football for quite some time, and they've, you know, maybe developed some relationships and, you know, an injury happens and we've got to rely on, hey, you know anybody out there that's, uh, that's sitting at home right now not, not playing on a team? You know, because at that point in the season, most of the guys that are wanting to play football have been signed. You know, so, uh, you know, we try to keep a, a list of players that uh, we've had in the past or, or played on other teams that maybe aren't signed right now. So, you know, you, you, can, you can pull from that. Uh, but, you know, man, when, when, when you get a, a season-ending injury like we had last year to – you know, say a Ron Franklin or a Frederick Bruno, um, th those guys are almost irreplaceable. So, you know, um, we just got to 
try to fight through those types of things. Yeah, the injury bug you did uh, get you last year, right towards the end of the season. Of course, that timing is everything that you're talking about. But looking at your team this year, you guys have the main focus. You and the beef. The only games this week, week number one. Um, yeah, how's the team looking? What as a coach when you're looking over? Obviously, I've seen all your cuts. I've seen all your your uh, signings and things of that sort. How's your team looking in your opinion? I think we're looking uh, very good, you know, I, but I thought that last year and we made an early exit from the playoffs. So, you know, yeah. you, you never know until you hit the, hit the, hit the turf on Saturday night. Um, uh, you know, I can say all day that I think these players are gelling together and they're going to play as a team. Um, you know, that's one of the things we preach is, is, is hard play, you know, no show, no tendencies and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, you never know until we hit the turf Saturday, but I, I feel very confident about this team. Um, you know, I like where we're at right now. Um, obviously we've got some work to do, you know, uh, even, even in the, the preseason game, you know, um, against a semi-pro team, there was, there was a lot of, uh, technique issues, um, that we need to correct this week in practice. So taking a look at that, what's different from this team this year compared to last year? Are there any drastic changes, uh, in your opinion, at what you got as far as who's on your roster compared to last year? Well, I have a core, core group of guys back. You know, we have uh, all four of our uh, defensive backs back from last year. Marlon Lobin, who was a CIF Defensive Player of the Year at linebacker. Um, so the, the, the core of our defense is back. Um, got a whole new defensive line um, that needs to learn to play together. Um, I've got a, a couple of my tackles back from last year. Um, and Frederick Bruno returns. So we've got a core group of guys we like to build around, and we feel like we've added some, some – uh, some good rookies and, and, and also some good veteran uh, players that have played for other teams. Um, we got a, a, you know, as you know, in Sioux city, we like to run the ball a little bit. And I think we've got uh, some pretty good, uh, some pretty good, uh, some pretty good running backs on this team, you know, and Jeff Mack, uh, Drew Prohaska and Dominic Carson. So we'll, we'll look for uh, some ways to get all those guys, uh, the rock in their hands and, and hopefully the big boys up front will, uh, will pay some holes for them. Is the truth of the matter what I hear from a lot of coaches saying the offensive lineman the hardest guy to replace when it comes to injuries? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know, I could show you my email list, or and this is no disrespect to anybody out there that is a defensive back or receiver, but a defensive back and a receiver, there's there's tons of guys wanting to play, but um, you look at that offensive line, and they are very few and far between the guys that are that are quality up front guys that, uh, that can sustain a whole season and, and, and do well for your team. So when you get those guys, you got to cherish them, hold on, hold on to them and, and, uh, and, and just uh, relish the fact that, you know what, this, this championship is won on their back. Taking a look at your football team, you've been involved there for a while. Uh, you've got great ownership, obviously, the staying power of what's going on up in uh, Sioux City uh, with your owner, Bob Scott. I mean, I, what, 25, 26? How many years has Sioux, Sioux City had an indoor football team up there? And let people know a little bit about that front office and Bob Scott. Yeah, um, uh, I've been involved with indoor football in Sioux City for 18 years. Um, it was uh, back in 2000, the old IFL, that, which was uh, owned by one guy, um, I think he owned almost every team in that league except for one or two of them. Um, so that year he sold out to the uh, old Arena Football League, 
um, and they basically disbanded it. So then, then came the uh, the National Indoor Football League team. <clears throat> and uh, Mr. Scott's been a majority owner since then, since 2001. So, um, you know, he he, uh, he definitely gives us a, a great outlet to uh, to continue to pursue our, our dreams in football, um, <clears throat> gives us the support we need. Um, and and, and uh, if anybody knows Mr. Scott, uh, definitely the, the motivation, I guess. Uh, you know, you don't want to have a Mr. Scott uh, um, unhappy with your production. Um, he will let you know how that, that is. But he does give us a... Is that good, though, Irv? I mean, thinking about it, I mean, it, 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 I've always heard, well, you always know where I stand. Is that a good thing, or would you rather not really know where you stand and maybe not have him talk to you at all? Well, I, I, I prefer, you know, just me being in indoor football this long and having the same owner. I prefer to know where I stand as, as when I played for him and, and as, as a coach, you know, because you know what's expected of you, and... Right. You know, Mr. Scott, uh, um, he's a businessman first. Um, yes. You know, he's a mayor of Sioux City. So, you know, he wants a quality product on the field for for his fans and his, his people in the community. So, you know, I like to know where I stand with him. And, you know, if, if, if he feels we're not doing uh, things the right way, you know, he definitely lets us know. And, and again, I think that's, uh, you know, he's a he's a more hands-on owner that uh, that will give us the tools we need. You know, if I go to him and say, hey, you know, we need uh, – we need to go find some players, you know, he's, he's, he's willing to, to do that for me. Oh, I know. I've, I've seen the con the contracts in here with his name on them. He's definitely a big part of bringing in players for your team, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, um, he's a busy man during tax season cause he's an accountant. So, you know, until April 15th, uh, we may not hear quite as much from him until after that. Uh, but, uh, but you know, he, he helps us in any way he can, you know, he's, He's going into the office early, filing those contracts, sending them off to you, and and uh, you know we we appreciate what he does. Just like I said, to to give us the opportunity to, you know, uh, I work full time. I'm a, I'm a husband and a dad full time, and and I love that. But you know what? Indoor football in Sioux City gives me an outlet to uh, uh, to do something that that uh, I never dreamed that I could do. You know, play pro football. Um, played played for Mr. Scott for nine years, and then uh, been coaching since that. So. I, I guess I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else. Absolutely. Once you get accustomed to something, you've got accustomed to it. But you've got the beef this week. What, what are you looking for at that football game? Are, are, are you more worried about your team performing up the par, or are you more worried about the team coming in playing up the par? I mean, this is week number one. I mean, everything's kind of shaky uh, going into week number one. I always tell people, you know, watch these first games with, you know, uh, with a grain of salt because after about the fourth week, we'll see the real team really rise to the top so what are you looking for in today's game or this week's game here on Saturday well I, I mean I'm looking for my team to, to 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 get out of the gates and play strong you know with the core group of guys back you know and I think the guys that are here buying into the system I look to hit the turf running you know um, two years ago when we won that championship we started out at um, two and three you know losing record um, and, and, and from then on, we're able to run the table, which, you know, like, like you said, you know, you, 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 you finally find what teams are, are going to play hard and play, play the right form of ball that they want to play after three or four or five weeks. Um, and 
you know, I, I after that season, I, I always preach to the guys, you have got to get out of the gate strong because it's not, it's not easy to play with your with your your backs against the wall, so to speak, um, right. early on in the season. So it's those those teams that can win those first few ball games and kind of get a leg up and and kind of work towards uh, perfecting their systems. Uh, um, those are the teams that make the make the playoffs in the long run. Looking at your roster, you know, obviously you have the guys that <laughs> people who follow this league are following. You got the Dwayne Archer. You obviously got a lot, but the guy that you know really does a lot. But really, you look at your quarterback position. Uh, what I mean, you're going from one to another uh, as far as the quarterback is concerned. How how are you feeling about your quarterback play coming into 2017? Well, we like uh, Taylor Jenniser. Um, you know, he he had good good experience out in Iowa of the IFL. Played for them for a year, and then uh, was in Duke City last year for most or part of the year. Um, uh, good film there. I think he's got a good mix of uh, being a young guy, but just just enough experience uh, um, to what we want to mold him into. He's buying into the system, and and uh, you know he's he's one of those guys who you know uh, we, we tell our guys you know we can see how much huddle film you're watching, um, but just by looking at our our coaching administration rights and he's putting in six hours of film a week or more and you know that's the kind of hungry kid you want you know a guy that's uh, willing to to learn the system and then and then pass it down the knowledge that he's gaining from the coaches so um, we like where we're at right now with uh, with Taylor being the starter and and uh, you know we expect big things of him definitely good you got all the you got all the CIF looking at you this week is there any more added pressure because of that you being the only game in the league this year or is this just business as usual well i think you know uh anytime you 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 open up with an omaha beef um the close proximity have made us uh and the games that we've played have have made us um that you know i guess big rival right Anytime you open up a, a, a season with a big rival and a lot of a lot of new players on both sides of of of, of, of the ball and, and and both teams have a lot of new players, you know you never know what's what's going to happen. So um, we'd like to say we're going to put a great stellar product on the field and and uh, have the rest of the CIF saying, "Wow, that's how it's supposed to be done." But you know you never know till Saturday night. You know we we want to get out of there with the win. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, Bob Scott has uh, has invited all of our former Bandit players back and their families, um, so they're doing a, a all-time Bandit reunion that night. Um, former former yeah, Bandit and and an NFL right? player, yeah. Fred Jackson is going to be back. The Sioux City Chamber of Commerce is bringing him back to to do a, I guess a tailgate out in the in the parking lot and autograph signing, so all the the, the fans can meet him. Um, so I think it's going to be an electric electric atmosphere just for the fact that you're opening up against probably your your closest rival you know they'll probably bring a lot of fans in we'll bring a lot of fans in and there'll be a lot of former guys that wore the uniform there that's going to be going to be a cool event and and you got one on the other side right you got one of your former bandits on the other side if i'm not mistaken right are you talking to chuck Wright? yes chuck Wright. yeah chuck's playing quarterback i don't know who they're going to start but chuck's playing quarterback uh you know he, he Started his career in Omaha, came to us last year when when uh, when he wasn't playing. Uh, you know, stepped in when we were having some quarterback issues, and and uh, you know, I would love to see Chuck win a ring up here because he's a super guy. You know, uh, he's another one of those quarterbacks, ten year, eleven year vet that he just 
prepares for the game. You know, he's he's watching eight, nine hours of film a week last year, you know. Just, uh, you know, so we know that if, if, if Chuck, you know, takes the snaps from center on Saturday night. He's he's probably going to want to beat us, <laughs> uh, and 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 he's he, he's probably going to be prepared in the game to do so mentally and and you know and physically out on the football field. You know, so he'll have his team ready to play if if they give him the starting nod. And you know, and you know, I, I root for Chuck every day except for uh, February 25th and maybe the other game or two that they play us. Yeah, you got to. I'm actually uh, looking at the beef schedule, and I see you're on there. Uh, obviously, the first game, then you got them back again on March 31st, and then later on, May 27th. So you got three tilts with that uh, football, Omaha beef football team. So good luck to you in week number one. He is the head coach of the Sioux City Bandits. It's Irv Strobing. Thanks for joining us for a few minutes here on Inside the CIF. Thanks for having me on, Sonny. You bet. And, folks, when we come back, we're going to talk to the guy behind the website, okay? We don't see his face often, but we'll bring him on in just the same as Trey Beard when we come back here on Inside the CIF. We'll be right back. All right, good stuff there from the head coach of the Sioux City Bandits, Sir Strobing. The good stuff as far as what you can expect, what he, getting the inside scoop on what you think you can see from that football team. So, that having been said, taking a look at the schedule. Okay, obviously we got the big game here tonight as the, well, mark that, Saturday night as the beef are on the road taking on the Sioux City Bandits. Week number two is when we get a full slate of games out on the football field. That will be Saturday, March 4th. Four games going on at once. The West Michigan Ironmen are in Bloomington to take on the edge. The Duke City Gladiators go on the road to take on the Dodge City Law. The Syntex Calvary head over to Dallas to take on the Dallas Marshals. The Bismarck Bucks go on the road to take on the Sioux City Bandits. Then a Sunday game, the Wichita Force are in Salina taking on the Liberty. That is the week number two schedule for Champions Indoor Football. So a good day of football, good night of football. Ten teams will be in action that week. So that's exciting. Uh, Ten of the 14 teams. And then Friday, March 10th. The lineup looks like this. On Friday, Salina Liberty taking on the Omaha Beef in Omaha. Saturday, March 11th, the Amarillo Venom on the road taking on the Duke City Gladiators. Also, the Bismarck Bucks on the road taking on the West Michigan Ironmen. Also on Saturday, the Dodge City Law go on the road to take on the Wichita Force. And then on Monday, a Monday game, March 13th, the Bloomington Edge take on the Kansas City Phantoms. So uh, two games uh, all by themselves on that weekend, three games on Saturday. So should be an interesting week by the time we get to that point. Um, that's the first game for Kansas City. Uh, the Texas Revolution don't even hit the field until week number four, that being against the Centex. Uh, 
Calvary in Syntax. So that'll be an interesting game in itself for week number one for the Texas Revolution. They're on the road. So the Texas Revolution's pregame, uh, that is happening preseason game tonight, will be the first time that they get to hit anybody. But then they're, the next time you see them out on the field will be two weeks after this preseason game. So interestingly enough, it's been an interesting, you know, you know, couple of months leading up to this 2017 season. So it's something to kind of look at, forward to. Keep getting excited about this game. It's only going to get better. Who's going to be there at the end in both of these conferences in the North and South? It's going to be really, really fun. Again, folks, get on over to the Facebook page, Champions Indoor Football. Each one of your team has their own Facebook page, so make sure you check that out. Keep up to date, and if you're interested in all the league stuff, we also post over on Champions Indoor Football Facebook the things that happen up on each one of the team's websites, so we share a lot of that. So make sure that you get that opportunity. Check it out. Invite your friends out for a nice night of football. 84 games over 15 weeks, okay? You know, it, 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 nothing more exciting than that. It's going to be really, really fun uh, into this season. Now, what we're going to do, let's talk to the guy that is responsible for the website. He is the guy that keeps it up and going. You get to see all the news and notes over there on the website. Let's talk to the webmaster of Champions Indoor Football, Trey Braid, here on Inside the CIA. And welcome back into Inside the CIF. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we are here. Now, guys, we don't get the opportunity. As we move into week number one, those that keep track of this league usually have a couple of places to do it. Number one, you can hop on Facebook and you can see what's going on. Uh, the Twitter, we kind of made a connection between the Facebook and Twitter, um, and but the place that you go to to get the information about this league would have to be www.gocif.net. And the guy that takes care of that, as far as the website is concerned, is online with me. Let me bring in on Trey Baird. How you doing, Trey? Hey, how are you? Doing good. Thanks for joining us here. I mean, we normally don't get an opportunity to talk to the guy who's really invisible to everybody in reality. So you're the guy that takes care of the website. Um, first of all, how did you get into that position? And second of all, what gave, who gave you the idea to set up the website the way it looks right now? I first got into um, doing the website dating back about uh, probably six Plus years, um, I did some uh, work for um, the for the team uh, that's now known as the Amarillo Venom. They were the uh, the Dusters. I did some work, and then when they transitioned over to the Venom, um, and their first year in the LSFL, the old Lone Star Football League, yep. I did their website, and then. Um, just by doing their website, transitioned into doing the old um, LSFL league site, 
and about four or five team sites in that older league. As far as the look in the field, trial and error. Um, I've, I look at many different types of websites, believe it or not, from uh, NFL, Canadian, even soccer, basketball, and right down to other AFL and even indoor football websites, and I've tried to and made it make it as simple and as clear as I can. Now, not only do you keep track of the website, there's vital parts of the game for the teams that are involved, as the website holds the official roster for the team, and that is it. That's a whole different monster by itself, isn't it? It's not just it's that really has nothing to do with graphics, but that's a program within a program. Yeah, it's a directory. Um within the back end of the website. It is, um, it is its own little monster um, where you make your updates and everything is reflected, um, not only on the roster page, but on the transactions page. Everything is related or linked up uh, like a chain link set. So you actually got to work with the new stats company, uh, Presto Sports. Let people know what your involvement in that was that, because obviously you had to bring Presto in and try to do whatever web masters do in order for both of those websites and the, the live stats to work. I'd love to be able to sit here and tell you I did a lot of what Presto um, has put in front of everybody. I would be lying. I really didn't do much. Um, they have uh, broken the mold with what they've done. What I did provide with to them, in a nutshell, I mocked up um, all of the team helmets and, and Photoshop, and I gave them the helmets. I thought it would look good, and it turned out to look better than I thought, yeah. uh, which is something that they've incorporated you know, within the, within the website, and Really, the only thing that I did was just add a link to the back end of the site or to the to the site, but Presto took the ball and ran with it. Yeah, it looks pretty good as far as that's concerned, but you had to put it together so it will show up on the website. Now, you also control a lot of the pictures, the graphics. I mean, how many hours do, do, do you spend up on that? I mean, you, what's your background as far as being able to put all that together to make it look as cool as it does? Well, I've accumulated a lot of graphics and pictures over the years. And if I have to go out and grab something, I'll normally go out and grab it and then look at it and <clears throat> see if it looks good. If it does, great. If not, you know, move on to something else. As far as my background, really I'm just com uh, completely self-taught um, and try and have a good eye you know, for something cutting edge, and it looks good. Well, you also got some other things, guy. You got store, uh, store stream on there, a stream on the website. That was something that I watched quite a bit last year. As if I couldn't catch a game, I was able to jump on that. Uh, are you going to keep score uh, stream up on top of there as well, or uh, yeah, is that well, different with well, what's going well, on with uh, Presto? I came across score stream about uh, eighteen months ago. I just happened to come across the website and the service, and um, 
real prevalent in a lot of um, minor, other minor leagues, especially in high school and high school sports. And it was a way to set it up, set up your league, um, have your team set up, and then uh, they would generate an applet, which is basically the scoreboard. And it was a way for fans and people in attendance at games to score the games directly from your laptop, your phone, or your tablet. And it was just another way to do real-time scoring. At the time, that was something that we really did not have in place. So I thought about using that and leveraging it, and it's worked out great. In fact, a lot of times, and I've, I've talked to you about this in the past, Sonny, when you've been uh, doing the Revolution games in the past, and think, and I think you helped me out once or twice last year where um, I was watching a game, and I had somebody else scoring the another game, just like that, and it turned out great. Got it. We'll keep an eye out on that. Now, as we get to one more question, uh, then we'll get down out of here for this edition of Inside the CIF. What do you want people to know about the website that maybe we don't know? We look at the site, and what is, what is a, something about the website that you know that maybe you can you know, maybe lead us to to see something different or something like that? Um, I would imagine this year... I'm going to change up um, the Player of the Week graphics. I'll probably, I'll be changing those up. Possibly going to be putting together some uh, Game of the Week slides, which that's something that I'll probably be coordinating with you later on this week about doing, where I'll have the slides put together, and we'll get them out there not only on Facebook, but now that we've got it linked up to Twitter, it'll automatically get pushed over the Twitter, over to Twitter, and yep. then we'll you know get that incorporated within the website as well to be as interactive um, as we can. I mean, me and you, we've discussed a few things about the website, about proving a few things here and there, and you know, in particular, we've been me, both you and I have been working on the transactions and the rosters in coordination with the various teams to make sure everybody's on the same page so one message is communicated. Lots of things going on in the website, folks. Keep track of the website, whether it's keeping track of your teams, which have links directly to all the teams' websites as well as keeping up with a lot of news that happens within Champions Indoor Football. Do all that over on the website as well. That's www.gocif.net in order to check that out. Trey, thanks for joining us here on the show here inside the CIF. It's Trey Bray. Thanks, Trey. You're welcome, Sonny. And uh, everybody, I hope you enjoy the season. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Definitely. We're going to go ahead. That's going to do it for this edition of Inside the CIF. Next week, we'll be talking to some of the other teams that are happening. Full slate of games next week. So make sure you check that out on Inside the CIF with Sonny Clark. We're out of here. Everybody have a good evening. Bye-bye.